welcome to the How to Love the Shit Out of Life podcast. I'm your host, Sally Ann Hurley, and I'll be loving the shit out of a variety of topics with you. I hope each episode brings you insight, inspiration, and positive vibes. So let's get into it. Welcome to the latest episode of the How to Love the Shit Out of Life podcast. Today I'm joined by James Seney, who is the lead singer of the band Horrorwood Mannequins. And James has also worked in the local music industry for over a decade now. So we're going to love the shit out of music. So welcome, James. Hello. Thank you. Good to be here. Yeah. So as I do like nearly every episode, because every episode is pretty much someone that I know quite well. Disclaimer that James and I know each other (laughs) quite well. We've been mates for a while now. We used to work at a music website and magazine together for several years. So... Yeah, if we go, yes, <laughs> if we go a little bit off track and we ramble a bit, that's, you know, it's going to happen. If there's a bit of colourful language, that's probably also going to happen. I'll do my best. Yeah, I feel like we'll try. And then, you know, if it doesn't work out, we'll just be ourselves. <laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so James, we'll get you just to go through a bit of background on your music journey. So, you know, music that you love growing up, how it impacted you, and I guess how you became to where you are today. Yeah. It's an interesting road, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> oh, look, I mean, you know, growing up, like, sort of, you know, when I was really young, like, I didn't really pay attention to music much, you know, it was kind of all about, you know, video games and things like that, but naturally, video games do have uh, some tunes in them, so uh, I think the real sort of, um, you know, turning point, it's funnily enough, you know, like, you know, video games can be a very interesting segue into that, um, you know, a really great example is, uh, like, Tony Hawk soundtrack. Oh, my like, God. Yeah. Like Tony Hawk 2, <laughs> Pro Skater 2. Uh, uh, absolutely. Yes. I'm talking about, you know, and, uh, it's, you know, he, he's got a lot to answer for now, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, there was, you know, I think there's, like, 20 tracks on there just of all, you know, sort of, you know, like, you know, very punk and, you know, sort of bass things and... You started discovering things like Millencolin and stuff, and just th- things that you just never really, you know, heard before, you know. And then uh, it was that, yeah, Tony Hawk too. Uh, I heard uh, Gorilla Radio, uh, Rage Against the Machine, and it was just sort of one of those things. The ears just, you know, ping, and you're mm. like, what? What is this? Mm. What, what, what is this that I've, you know, I've never heard? I need to know more. And um, so the very first CD I bought was uh, The Battle of Los Angeles. Um, yeah. Good choice. I know, right? Yeah. I know. I was very happy with it. But uh, uh, the, the, the way I got it was I used to do a paper run of a Sunday. You know, you get about 40 bucks. <laughs> that, that guaranteed definitely a solid two CDs. And I think the first two I bought, yeah, were Rage Against the Machine and uh, Green Day, uh, Warning. Again, Three, very uh, cool. <laughs> yeah. Mine were the Spice Girls. <laughs> <laughs> Odd spectrum, you know. It's... Um, but, you know, it sort of had all those things, you know, that I was sort of hearing in stuff like Tony Hawk that just, you know, really got your mind thinking and, you know, obviously music with a message as well, you know what I mean? It's not just about, you know, tunes. There was a real sort of, you know, movement going around, uh, around it at that point. I mean, look, I'll be, I'll be honest and say that's not really, you know, <laughs> the 13-year-old I was yeah. changing the world with the uh, fist raised in the air. <laughs> but, um, you know, I guess it got you thinking, you know, and that, that was sort of something that I hadn't really seen with music before, you know, and so, you know, from then, 
you know, you sort of started, you know, the sort of the natural progression was like, all right, well, this is, you know, Rage is probably third album, you mm. know, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, but I mm. could be wrong. Um, and then I went back and bought uh, Evil Empire and then just, you know, Rage Against the Machine, self-titled. I will have to check that, actually. <laughs> I feel like it's one of those bands where people... I feel like really there's like not it. many Rage Against the mm. Machine fans that listen to my podcast. I'm <laughs> sure you're not going to get, like, yeah, cancelled no. because of this. <laughs> but um, then, you know, yeah, it was sort of that, you know, it put you on that track of discovery, you know, and, you, you know, you wanted to go find things that you hadn't heard but nobody else had showed you either, you know, and, like, I always found that it was a really cool thing about music is that you could go find anything that you wanted, you know, that you know, suited any mood, you know what I mean? And um, then there were, you know, there were a real, like, like, and I can even, like, remember the day and everything, um, you know, so naturally, you, you know, I had a brother and sister and so you sort of start going through their CDs and mm. things like that. And I came across one and it was this, like, white case and it had, like, a little, like, a really bright blue CD case inside of it. Mm-hmm. And I opened it up and it was um, uh, Mechanical Animals, Marilyn Manson. And, you know, for anyone that knows the cover of that, like, mm. it's where he's got, you know, little boobies and, <laughs> <laughs> what you know, and yes. I'm looking, look, looking at this thing going like, what, you know, what is this? And, you know, I mean, as a kid, you know, everyone's kind of heard of Marilyn Manson, not, not necessarily for music, but, you know, I'm sure I don't even need to mention the one rumour that everyone had heard as a kid, you know, yeah. whatever, whatever, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, and then I opened up the CD and the actual CD artwork, um, you know, it's like a, you know, a pill and it was all based... Mm. You know, it was like not so much a concept album, but it was like he always has a bit of a theme, and mm. and I was just fascinated by it. You know, just how it looked, and you know, like the booklets and stuff. And then uh, I listened to it, and it was just like mind blown. You know, yeah. um, just, just sounds that you've never heard before. You know, mm. and like it was, you know, like even like just the intro to the dope show and stuff. And you're just like, what is what this? What is like, this? You know, it, it just sounds evil. Yeah. <laughs> and I like it, you know, it just, I don't know, it does something to you, you know, you feel this little kind of like fire inside your stomach, you know, mm. and you get really excited, you know, it's like the, the butterfly thing and discovery. So from then, you know, I listened to that album, and it's still one of my favourite albums, you know, to this day. And uh, so then, you know, same, same deal with, you know, it was with Rage Against Machine. I went back, you know, and bought the earlier catalogues and then all the new stuff. And from there, you know, you just, you know, sort of continue on that trend of discovery because obviously, you know, you know, you start to follow these bands and who they yeah. play with and generally when these bands are playing with other bands, you know, you sort of look at them and go, oh, well, that's cool and mm. further down the rabbit hole you go, you know, and sort of, I, I guess from there, you know, you're hiding out in your room as an angsty little teenager singing <laughs> along, you know, <laughs> thinking you're really, really awesome and I, I've looked back at some photos and just gone, wow, that's uh <laughs> But, um, and then it was sort of, yeah, you know, you're like, you start buying DVDs of these guys and, you know, Mm. like watching them play and it just, you know, like, you know, when you, when you see a crowd just going absolutely wild and it was like, I want to do that. Yeah. Like, and, um, so then, you know, it's sort of, you start putting the feelers out to, you know, like, you know, people that, you know, have similar interests, you know, like, you know, music, obviously. And, um, and so then I, I got asked to try out for a band and I, I originally thought that I was going there to, um, play guitar. So I ah. you know, turned up with all the, you know, gear and whatnot and mm. then they're like, what are you doing? You're here to, you know, scream. Sing. <laughs> Sing, scream, <laughs> yeah, whatever. And I was like, oh, well, <laughs> 
suppose I could give it a go. Yeah. I, you know, I think my singing in the mirror is pretty good. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and then from there, like, first, you know, we, we, we stayed there all, all day just playing music and, like, it was, from then it was like, yeah, I've, uh, I, I found something mm. new to uh, do with my time, you know, and then, you know, we sort of played in the garage for a couple of months and, uh Someone finally came to us and uh, offered us a gig at the uh, Penrith PCYC. Woo! Of all, all places, you know. And Raging. Yeah. I was, I, so I was picking some stuff up from my parents' place the other day and um, I actually found the flyer. Oh, the, the very wow. first gig, you know. And it was, um, How old were you? Man, I must have been like maybe 15. Yeah. Like thereabouts, yeah. And um, there's, there's a video getting around of it somewhere. I, I would have to dig it out of the archive, but... At the time, you know, you, you, you thought you were just the coolest person in the world. <laughs> <laughs> you look back at it now, you're like, mm, yeah. Bit but, cringe, but... Yeah, look, you know, I mean, I kind of like that stuff, though, you know. You yeah. can see where the journey was, but, you know, there wasn't heaps of people there, but, like, you know, being on stage and just doing, you know, mm. like, you know, playing your own songs and things like that and people enjoying it, like, it was intoxicating, you know. Yeah. And then, you know, from there it was like, yeah, right, we really want to you know, try and, you know, make something. I think the second gig we ever did was uh, at, at my high school hall. Ah. <laughs> you know? and there, was, there was like a battle of the bands type thing, you know, and we most certainly were not going to win that. <laughs> I think that was predetermined once my name was attached to it. <laughs> this is just not going to fly. We're going to appease you and let you yeah, play. Yeah. And, um, you know, like it, it was massive. Like, you know, everyone from, you know, sort of school had sort of, you know, uh, you know, seen what you'd like when... Um, you know, the band was starting to get going. We mm. created a website. You know, oh. it was one of those dot CBJ. You know, <laughs> it was like a free thing. And, so cool. And, and like, you know, so you'd go home and, you know, this is still probably when dial-up, you know, was around. Man, yeah. I feel so old. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, you'd go on there and check your own website. You'd like, man, this is so cool. You know, like, it just, it, it just seemed like such a foreign thing, you know. Mm. And then, you know, obviously, you know, you're kind of sending it around to people at school and, Obviously, you know, you're painting your face and everyone's just thinking you're a bit of a weirdo. Bit of a and, weirdo, but, but that's you know, okay. They're, they're, I think at the same time, people have that, you know, sort of intrigue, mm. you know, of, like, people that, you know, that you know. Mm. It's like, um, you know, I'm always fascinated when it's like, when, you know, if I've got a friend or something and I find out they've got some crazy hidden talent, like yeah. they're a dancer or something like that, and you just can't picture it, and then mm. you see them do it, and, and it's like, like wow. it's totally in their element. Yeah. You know, it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I really like seeing, you know, people do what they love, and... So, you know, everyone from school, like, it was like a Friday afternoon or something, and um, one, of the, one of the guys that were playing in it, actually, uh, a good friend of mine, Sean, he used to be, um, like, at the school with me, mm. but he was a couple of grades above. Yeah. So it was quite funny for him because he <laughs> had to come back yeah, yeah. to do this gig at, you know, this place he obviously doesn't want to be, but like, hundreds of kids turned up, and it just, like, it went wild. Hey? Yeah, <laughs> that's so <laughs> yeah, cool. It was, it was awesome, you know, and after that it was like, all right, well, let's, you know, let, let's try every you know, battle of the bands mm. and thing, thing that you could think of, you just wanted to play, you know, and my, uh, my, the guitarist, his mum and dad sort of, you know, helped us with a lot, like, you know, driving us around and organising us. Yeah. Know. <laughs> As you can imagine, you teen, teen boys aren't yeah, really yeah. the, uh, you know, <laughs> just want to play rock and roll, you know. <laughs> but um, some of the things that those guys saw and put up with was just absolutely hilarious like props to them oh look they did very well ray and judy you're uh you're right <laughs> love you ray and judy <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh it's sort of something that just you know i mean it, it just kind of snowballs you know and then 
every every waking moment of your life came to, you know, mm. let's, let's just get out of school, go play and, you know, sort of, you know, when you're still in high school and you, you know, did the old sneaky fake ID and mm. things like that and playing in clubs and stuff, you know, it was just, it was like you were just living in this whole other world, you know, and then you had to go back to reality on yeah. Monday and like, but that's kind of you know like sort of how it all started really Mm. and you know it's uh yeah a lot of different ways I guess it's gone yeah so how did you come about working in the actual music industry and then I guess balancing that with your work as a musician it's a tricky one you know balance is a, a very broad thing you know and you know what what is balance for someone else can be very different uh I'm probably not the best person to ask about that one, but uh, <laughs> I'll give it a crack. Yeah. I, uh, well, you know, it was sort of at a point, you know, I, um, I was about 18, I think, and I'd been, I'd been trying to get a job, you know, and like, you know, getting a job in music, you know, when you were a young kid, sort of, you know, like the Holy Grail, you know, I mean, it just sort of seemed so impossible, mm. you know, to, to kind of get that. And um, I was just applying for pretty much everything, you know, pulling the trigger on every single thing I could yeah. seek or, you know, what have you. And uh, I got an email back uh, from someone saying, look, uh, the um, submissions are over, but, you know, we've had a look at, you know, you play in a band and things like that, so you obviously, you know, like music and stuff and are really passionate about it, so mm. we'd like you to come in for a chat. And uh, the position I applied for was a salesperson at um, 3D World, which mm-hmm. um, was, uh, well, I guess, electronic music, you know, dance, things like that. Mm. And... Um, it, you know, I'd been reading drum media since, you know, I was probably 13 years old, you know, you right. start playing, you know, learning guitar and every music shop's got them in there, you know, and that was kind of the thing, you know, you'd, you know, open it up to see who was touring and, mm. that, you know, there was that crazy exciting feeling of seeing a full page out of your, you know, favourite band and mm. it was like, yep, it's on, you know, we're, <laughs> this is going to be going. good. <laughs> but, uh, so I went in for an interview and um, I didn't realise that the sister magazine was actually drum media. Mm-hmm. And so I got in there and they asked me a few questions about dance music and all that and it became very, very apparent that I knew very little about it. But <laughs> I sort of said, look, you know, we, we feel like you've got a bit of a vibe about you. How, how would you feel about working for drum media instead? And mm. my jaw just hit the floor and I was like, wow, that's... Do you like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> this is so <laughs> But... Um, you know, and then it was like, look, it's between you and another person, um, so we'll find out, you'll find out tomorrow, mm. but we just want to let you know that the other person, uh, the, you know, they're fresh out of uni, they, they're all, all across it, and so mm. that, that at the same time was sort of a bit disheartening, so I was like, all right, well, you know, that's, <laughs> that's not looking good. Yeah. So then that was sort of a case of, you know, we'll call you, and that, that was probably like the longest 24 hours of my life. Mm. You kind of felt like a kid again waiting for Christmas Eve, you know. It was just like <laughs> hours turned into days, you know. And um, like the owner of the company called me and just said, all right, so you're ready to come work for us? And I was just like absolutely over the moon, you know. Like when, when you, you know, you're sort of getting given this opportunity to work on something that you've read back to front for years and years and years, mm. you know, it was like the, I mean, it was a rock and roll Bible, really, mm. of Sydney, you know, and it was a, you know, very well-known thing. And, um, you know, like, easily to say, like, you know, I probably had some of the best times of my life at that place. Like, it was, you know. I was there for some. <laughs> <laughs> the best and the blurst. But, um, you know, and then from there, like, it was really, really cool because, you know, some of the guys that, you know, I was working with, like, you know, I was sitting between, you know, Brett Damon and Jay Spiller and, you know, both guys that, 
you know, I've managed bands and, you know, you know, promoting things mm. and all that. And just like, I was, you know, I just felt like I was in over my head, you know, and it was, you know, ha- having those two as mentors was really, really cool because they, you know, they really know their shit. Mm. And um, I believe Jace even had to teach me how to send an email, would you believe? Wow. Yeah. Embarrassing. <laughs> hey, look, we've all just done Yeah, something. exactly. <laughs> I was a kid that lived in the West, but, you know, didn't really yeah. care for the internet, you know, no. read magazines, you yeah. know. <laughs> but, um, you know, from there it was just amazing, like, the amount of info, you know, that maybe you would learn, like... Mm. You know, and how, how many sort of, I guess, different elements there are to, you know, it's not just a band goes and plays a show, you know, there's a promoter that's booked it, there's a, you know, there's a venue booker, you know, there's this whole mm. underlying, you know, world of stuff that you just didn't even know existed, yeah. you know, like, you know, someone was talking once about promoters selling a show to another promoter and mm. the, the whole concept just seemed... It's like, what does that even mean? Like, but to, okay. And, 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 you know, just, you know, getting to be around sort of, you know, all these people and then, you know, you've got, you know, a, a massive team of, you know, editorial staff members mm. that just knew music, you know, back to front and, you know, it was sort of a, you know, a wonderful time to really just be a sponge and, you know, take it all in. Like, mm. you know, when I started there, I was basically my job was just to work with local bands, you know, it sort of made sense. You'd, you know, you'd be doing gigs with these guys, you'd know them, mm. you know, and it's sort of someone that, you know, when you're from that world and trying to, I guess, make it, you know, someone they know and trust. And, yes. You know, it's, you know, you can sort of guide people. And over the years of being there, eventually I sort of moved into hospitality, so dealing with a lot of venues as well as bands because obviously, you know, they kind of go hand in hand. And mm. it was really handy because you'd obviously know these guys you know, you can sort of help our bands by saying, look, chat to these guys and, you know, they're kind of looking for this. So you were really, you know, kind of right in there all of mm. was happening, you know. And then, like I said, the years sort of went on and you started working with promoters and then national promoters mm. and, you know, advertising agencies and just, you know, how different everything was. And, you know, I mean, that you could sort of see, you know, or you could see the mistakes that people had made. So you'd sort of go, oh, well, let's not do that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's... You know, the amount the amount of stuff I learned just, you know, within a year of being there. Mm. It's crazy, you know. And, yeah, getting to be around all that stuff all the time, you know, is exciting because, you know, it's sort of you got to talk about what you were doing and, you know, it's kind of a rare thing when you've got a job where your passion or your hobby actually makes your job easier. Yeah. You know, because you'd always be out at gigs meeting, you know, potential, you know, clients or whatever, you, you know, what have you. So it was... Um, yeah, but as for a balance, you know, it's, it's tricky because, you know, it's something that, you know, like, you know, if you had a partner or something and you went out to mm. the, the pub together or something and then, you know, you start chatting to a band and you've had a few beers, you just go into this zone of like, hey, boys, how's it going? Yeah. <laughs> you know, let's have a chat, you know, send me your stuff. Want to make some money. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was just like, I mean, it was nice because, you know, anything, you know, whether it be music related or, you know, there's a lot of things that go into music, mm. you know, like, you know, fashion's a good example, you know, like. It's kind of all these little tribes with it, you know, like generally when someone listens to metal, you know, you can sort of look at it and go, all right, well, I've got a pretty good idea of what you listen to yeah. and, you know, like same with hip hop and things mm. like that, but, you know, there's not really a uniform for it, but it can be a way to kind of, you know, if you're at a party or something and someone's got a certain t-shirt on, you can slide sh- over, and, over yeah. and, yeah. <laughs> What's up, man? Yeah. I don't know anyone here. You're wearing one of these, so you've got to be cool. But, um, yeah, I mean, look, balance... You know, I mean, I, yeah, it's a tough one, really. You know, I don't know if I, I ever struck, <laughs> struck a good Struck one. the I, exact... I had a great yeah. time doing it, that's for mm, sure. But. Yeah. Still figuring it out. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nothing wrong with that. that. 
Now, I am aware that the next question is quite ironic given I am talking to the lead singer of a band called Horrorwood Mannequins <laughs> and we're going to talk about happiness and joy. <laughs> but I think even the, uh, the darkest souls, James, would, would have happiness or joy in Absolutely. certain things, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. You've got you to gotta have a bit of a mix of everything. Exactly. You know? It's not yeah. all bleak and, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. I mean, look, music brings, like, a lot of different things to me, you know. And, um, you know, like, that's, that's what I was saying. You know, it can be so many things. Like, it can be happy. It can be sad. It can mm. be, you know, nostalgic. You know, like, you can listen to yes. a, a certain song and, like, be transported back, you know, to a place of absolute, you know, bliss. You mm. know what I mean? And, and the funny thing is, on the flip side... You know, music has a way to sort of maybe transport you back to somewhere where maybe you didn't want to remember. You yeah. Know? But... I think that, you know, it's, um, yeah, I mean, just being able to, you know, actually sit down and listen to something that you know is going to make you happy is, you know, kind of, kind of a nice safety blanket, really. You know, mm. it's, um, I mean, look, I'm, uh, I can be a very emotional person. Uh, <laughs> one, as one of my friends described me, uh, if I was a biscuit, I would be a melting moment. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not too wow. sure what that means, but... <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to uh, follow Clarify that. that. Oh, yeah, I mean, you know, like like I said, I, I just love that that ability of music to transport you somewhere, you know, and it's funny, though, because, you know, you, on the flip side, yeah, you can do that thing of, it's like, you know, if you're feeling a bit blue or mm. something, you know, you can decide to punish yourself and throw on a sad yeah. song, you know, and but sometimes, you know, that, that can be healthy too. It can you be know? quite like, healing. Mm, mm. Definitely. But, you know, for the most part, you know, mu- music is something that brings, you know, happiness and... I always found it really interesting that, you know, it's like, you know, thousands of people can love the same song, but for all different reasons. Yes. You know, like someone might be a real gearhead and, you know, love the production of it mm. or, you know, just the lyrics or, you know, the guitar riffs or someone that just just likes, just likes listening likes to it. Likes the sound know? of there's it, yeah. So many, I guess, elements to it, you know, and there's no no rules for music really. Like no. You know, like it for whatever reason. Whatever you reason, like, you know? yeah. <laughs> I know, like, for me, a lot of the songs that I really liked growing up of some of, like, the hip-hop artists that I now listen to was because of the lyrics. And mm. I kind of, like, connect that to the fact that I'm a writer and yeah. I love words. So it's, well, yeah, makes sense, you know, it makes sense. I think, you know, you can, like, learn all sorts of new stuff, you know, through it as well. And, mm. I mean, I think lyrics are sort of something that grabs most people, you know, because it's generally, you know, kind of, the, I guess, the voice of the song, you know, yeah. that it's... You know, that's kind of where the message is coming through. But, you know, I mean, there's a lot of amazing artists out there these days, you know, and it's, I always wonder, you know, if there's always been this kind of talent out there, but just mm. with, you know, like social media or YouTube now, it's so easily accessible. It's more accessible, yeah. You know, like I was watching this video the other day and this kid must have been like eight years old and he's just <laughs> ripping out all these solos and stuff like that. It just doesn't even look like Jeez. he's trying, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... Little shit. No. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> so I guess on the flip side of that, and you kind of touched on it a bit, but, you know, how does music help you overcome challenges? Like, you know, it's, it's funny. Uh, something I really like doing, like, oh, I tell you, I absolutely love doing it. Mm. Have you ever done something, like, really, really mundane but listen to, like, some epic soundtrack while you're doing it. Yes. It is amazing. Like, I, so I good. like, walk down the street. Like, have you ever posted a letter to the Dark Knight Rises soundtrack? Like, for some reason. No. <laughs> I, I'm just but it just, like, transforms the whole thing. Like, mm. you know, there's no outside noise or anything. Like, you're just fully in your zone and you're just 
strutting down the street. Digga, digga, digga. <laughs> you get there and you post a letter and you take them off. You're like, all right, well, that was... Life you know. ain't so bad. I'm yeah. posting a letter and... <laughs> I find that music can be really motivating, you know, mm. and, like, whether it's, you know, like, especially with, like, say, something like exercise, you know, it's, like, it completely can change the whole, you know, vibe, but even when you're, like, you know, doing stuff like cleaning. You know? like, yes. I don't think I know anybody that likes cleaning, but, you know... But in silence, it's yeah. even worse. No, like, have right. a bit of noise going on. To, yeah. know, think about all your choices. You know, you've got some chairs up, yeah. kind of boogie across the room and grab the next glass. Yes. And, you know, it's like, <laughs> it, yeah, it, it can make it really, really fun, you know. Mm. And there's all, you know, obviously, like, you know, like dance music. Mm. You know, like, I find that if I have to do anything physical, dance music is always fun. Yes. You know, you've always just got this really sort of consistent beat. And, I mean, you know, there's a whole other world to music where you know frequencies can make you feel a certain way and you know like you know there's ones like in a lot of these dance songs where they have mm. you know I, I don't know what the exact frequency is but like it actually makes you feel happy mm. you know and it's just i mean there's just amazing things that you can do with it you know it's uh it's the gift that keeps on giving yes yes well it is like i think it's one of you know life's universal languages you know people talk about like sport bringing people together sometimes can also (laughs) divide yeah yeah yeah. but I find it's like even in my book I wrote a chapter about music and I was going to write a chapter about sport but I was like it's just too it's too emotional (laughs) it's too divisive yeah but with music I think like as you said you can have one song and there could be 40 completely different people listening to it they interpret it in a different way but it makes them feel the way that you feel mm, absolutely yeah. yeah like the you know the road to get there is different but the, yeah. you know, the result is the same and well i think it's you know i'm always really puzzled like if i've i mean it's rare that it happens but if you meet someone who's a, you know i mean a great question to ask someone who's you know what kind of music do you like yes and i'm always really puzzled because they're like i don't Oh my gosh! Yes, yeah, I get really sus. Like something, you know. Like. When people are like, yeah, I'm not just like I'm just not that into music. I kind of I like I know it's bad to judge people, but I, I do pull a face. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure I pull a face <laughs> where I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> I mean, one of those things where it's yeah. I mean, it's funny because I guess there's certain foods where people are like, oh, how can you not like it and stuff? Yes, and, you know. But that's I mean, I guess in you know music in is taste but in a different mm, spectrum in a different way, i guess yes you know? yeah. but um getting it getting all conspiracy theory in here you know? <laughs> but um, music is a food <laughs> <laughs> but um but yeah i mean it's really i guess you know like i was talking about earlier about you know the discovery of music and things like that like i i mean i know there's still you know cd stores and things like that around today but i feel like the um you know the experience has changed like mm. you know the way you consume it you know, it's different because it's sort of, you know, I mean, look, we're all, you know, uh, victims of being lazy sometimes, I guess. And, yes. You know, but like, you know, you know, you never forget that feeling, you know, you're counting your money on the way down there, mm. you know, you're going to go buy the deluxe edition. Yeah. Some cool book and... Two but, CDs for one yeah. or whatever. <laughs> making of, like, yeah. It was a whole, you know, experience. And then, mm. you, you know, you go talk to the guy at the CD shop about it and then, you know, you'd walk home and, mm. you know, it was like a little adventure. You'd sit there and yeah. listen to it, you know, and... Like, I really miss that, and, I mean, you, you know, obviously you can still do that, but, like I said, you know, we can be, you know, victims of yeah. just jumping on iTunes or something going Spotify. on. Spotify. Downloaded here. I or... listened to four albums yesterday. Yeah, well. Like, <laughs> I, 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 oh, there was Hayden James, um, Thelma Plum, 
Banks and uh, R&B singer called Yuna. Yeah. So yeah, but how was it? Um, I would say <laughs> Thelma Plum leading the way. She was really good. Um, the Banks one, yeah, I was a little bit like, this is really weird, but kind of weird in a. I was very fascinated by it, so I had to listen mm. to it in full. But yeah, like back in the day when it was, you would buy CDs. I don't think I would ever really listen to say four CDs in a mm. row, kind of like that, because it was you know, the effort of taking them out and putting them back in. Or do I just want to leave that one in and press repeat? So, yeah, it is very different now. Yeah, well, I mean, that's like the whole thing has sort of changed, you know. Mm. Because, I mean, the cool thing about sort of, you know, the CD side of things was it was like, you know, sometimes there was exclusives where there was only one place you could get it, you know. And, I mean, it's it's sort of a catch-22, you know, because it's great because you've got all this amazing material at your fingertips now. But it sort of does take a bit of that that discovery out of it you yeah know? I mean you're obviously still discovering it but just yeah just the whole process of it all really you know very different bit of a ritual yes yeah <laughs> <laughs> what are some of your recommendations for listeners oh well that's a uh that's a tough one <laughs> you know I mean I can be very um you know, not rigid, but, like, when I start listening to some things, like, oh, you know, I mean, I'm still listening to bands that I was listening to in high school, you know. Yeah. I mean, you can't beat classic albums. Like, but I, you know, I love a really broad range of stuff, you know, from, you know, whatever, like, you know, rock music to punk music to, you know, dance music, mm. you know. It's, um, so, you know, I always try and, like, to, uh, I guess, tout the locals a bit more. and Yeah. You know, but, uh, you know, some friends are doing some really cool things, you know, guys like... You know, Ezekiel Ox, he, he does all sorts of really cool things. and I was thinking about him earlier today. I don't know why. I think it was because you were coming here. <laughs> yeah. We used to chat about him a lot. Very but, yeah. And, like, that does a lot of different different projects, you know. Like, he even sings for the guys in Super Heist now. And, wow. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, they were a really staple part and really, you know, coming back and great to watch. And, you know, uh, they, they've got another band they work with, London, um, uh, that's a partner of one of the guys in Super Heist, and mm-hmm. they're sort of doing their own thing now, and that's really cool. Um, you know, I've got uh, boys down in Canberra, uh, Deprivation, uh, Ben and those guys, they're, you know, really, really cool, and they're actually just recording something at the moment, I believe. I'm pretty sure I saw it on Facebook. Cool. And got another friend, uh, Dave, uh, lead singer from Emorium, and they've got a massive, land and a massive support uh, for this festival coming up at uh, the Manning Bar, uh, Southern Florida. So it's, a, it's always nice to... You know, go watch, you know, people that, you know, you do respect and love you know, mm. do their thing because it's really easy when, you know, because our band obviously hasn't, hasn't really done much lately, you know, like people, as the, one of the boys building a house and the other one's just had a baby. Yeah. Congrats. I'll yeah. see you at your bucks next week, mate. <laughs> it's going to be ugly. But, um, yeah, you know, it, it's, it's really nice to sort of, you know, as opposed to being on stage all the time, you know, watching it from the other mm. side and, you know, seeing how they interact with the crowd and things like that, you know, it's... um. Like I'm slightly, uh, I'd be lying so I don't get jealous. Mm. You know, <laughs> doing that, you know, because it's just that, you know, there's nothing better than yeah. a room full of people happy, you know, mm. and even if you're spitting out some ungodly lyrics and you know, everyone's still smiling and, yeah. you know, cheering Woo. you on. It's funny thing of when everyone flips you off, you know, at a metal show, it's like, yeah, we love you. Like, yeah. <laughs> Stuff. Oh, I love that. I love that. So we're coming towards the end of the podcast. So I always ask these questions of all of our guests. So in summary, how do you love the shit out of music, James? Look, I like to listen to uh, as much of it as I can, really. And I mean, I probably don't 
do it enough as I should, you know. Because um, for a while when I was working at a magazine, you know, the, the amount of stuff that came across your desk, you know, you mm. get to hear all sorts of, you know, really cool things. And Miley Cyrus's bangers. Oh, that, that, that definitely got a <laughs> That got an uh, absolute flogging. I, I, I can say that I have actually sat there with a whopping hangover and listened to the entire catalogue of Slim Dusty. Yes. Not by choice, but... <laughs> yeah, we won't name names of who, you know, put us through that, you know but he knows exactly who he is. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, look, you know, music's great because it's sort of got, you know, that, that's the thing, you know, you can go watch a live band and be, you know, right in the thick of it. You can sit at home and listen to a record, mm. you know, in your own time or, you know, things, you know, that might put you to sleep or, you know, and I always like sort of just going around to friends' places and sort of, you know... Hear, hear who they're listening to and stuff. I, I got I got really into this band. Uh, well, I guess it's a band, but it's kind of just one guy. But mm. whatever. Whatever. <laughs> the, uh, We're not being technical the, uh, here. Yeah, doesn't matter. I'm sure, he won't listen. To <laughs> but uh, they're called the White Buffalo, and they did a lot of music for um, Sons of Anarchy. You know. Oh, cool. And, yeah, and like because obviously when you're watching these shows, you know that that's another great place too. But you know I do find music is mm. TV shows and things like that, but you know, it's sort of, you know, it's, look, I'll let you listen to what I won't try and uh, yeah. explain it. But just really, like, epic, but, like, sort of, certainly not basic, but just really sort of just simple, simple and... like, like country songs. Kind yeah. Of like, not, you know, my dog's sitting on the porch and my wife left me and I'm miserable. Yeah. Country. Like, you know, it's, I, don't, I don't know how you It's a bit more it. positive. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, like, it's, um, I'm trying to think of the word that I would use to describe it, like... I can't think of it. But, <laughs> That's okay. You know, they they do real like the uh, white buffalo. The white buffalo, the white yeah. Buffalo. So they do like they do like the finishing song of you know Sons of Anarchy and all these you know other ones and it's just this really like just sounds cool. Yeah. You know? Like there's some that are just acoustic and other ones that are you know a bit more filled out and stuff. But then you know like they they did a lot of um, music on the the Punisher series and stuff. Very like that. cool. So, you know, look. You are rocking a Punisher. Oh, <laughs> he's got a T-shirt. He's not taking off his clothes. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> For a minute I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, look, there's so many places that you can just get music from, you know, and it, it's easy to sort of, you know, miss some of these things if mm. you're not paying attention, you know. So, you know, if, that's what I love. Uh, you know, one thing I do love about social media is, you know, when I'm watching a video or something and you hear this absolutely banging track, and the first comment you want to do is, you know, like, who, who is this? Mm. And good old social media, you just jump on there and you know, a thousand people... Someone has the answer. Already, yeah. <laughs> and it's already there, you're like, boom, yep. I'm yep. To <laughs> so I need to get myself into things like Spotify and stuff like that. I've just mm. never actually downloaded it. I'm just very, very lazy mm, yeah, and rigid. Yeah, that's okay. That's horrendous. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so what other things do you love the shit out of? It doesn't have to be music-related. It can be completely... You know, different. I got two pretty kitties. They're pretty does. Uh, like I've got a, uh, a very amazing partner that um, is very, very good to me, and you know, she's really, um, you know, really sort of getting behind me to you know get get back out there and do a lot more music based things. Fantastic. And, I mean, the, the wonderful thing is she's got an amazing voice too. So I mean, it's, you know, all, all these lovely things are right. And I, I try and you know, <laughs> scream do, it. Yeah, <laughs> but it just comes out a different way, and then you hear her do it, you know, and you're like, oh wow, that's you know, yeah, that's cool. And Sounds good. Yeah, well, I've never really had a partner that you know I've sort of, you know, that that has like played music, mm. you know, and like, you know, performed and things like that. So it's, you know, there's a whole another rabbit hole I can go down there, and you yeah. know, 
but you know, friends and family is you know obviously an easy one as well. You know, it's um, and the, the cool thing is all these people are you know awesome to enjoy music with. You know, food's good, burgers are great. Everything's yeah. good. Yeah. Everything's great. Loving burgers. Life. Yeah. <laughs> I think I do need to do an episode that's just how to love the shit out of burgers. There's definitely there'll be a beer one one can day. I yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whoever I interview has to bring burgers so we can stuff our faces. All right. Good. Well, thank you very much, James. Um, if there's any way that people can reach out to you, so if they want to follow the band on social media or they want to get in touch with you, just, you know, have a yarn, what's yeah. the best way they can do that? Oh, just catch me on Facebook is probably the easiest uh, the easiest one. I don't really check my email that much. <laughs> probably, probably should. Well, you only learnt recently how to send one. very slow-moving process. But, yeah, look, I'm always uh, up for a chat and, you know, always happy to offer advice for things you know I, I don't know how good it is but hey it's there <laughs> Look, put it this way i've made a lot of mistakes so you know, he could tell you what not to do <laughs> yeah. that's, probably, that's probably more of the, uh, the permanent question is yeah awesome. what not to do. <laughs> awesome well thank you very much for being on the podcast oh thank you for having me anytime no worries thank you for loving the shit out of life with me don't forget to like the How to Love the Shit Out of Life Facebook page and follow us on Instagram. And if you don't already have a copy of How to Love the Shit Out of Life, the book, you can purchase it now through most major bookstores. Till next time.